The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabe Obrensky, throwing it down with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. SB Nation Radio, Sports Grid. Let's roll. The countdown to the National Football League draft is on, and we're all over it. Mike Blue is going to step up and in and uh, join us a little bit later on. We'll bust, uh, we'll bust up some of these uh, National Football League uh, draft uh, props. Uh, the Wonderlick is um, in the news uh, once again. And it's a good thing that me and Cam uh, aren't on the clock uh, for the Wonderlick because we'd probably score a 13-2. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing pretty good, Gabe. I actually tried it out. Somebody sent some of the questions, and the bottom line is this. It doesn't make sure say you're smart or say you're stupid. The questions are irrelevant and dumb. And a lot of the time is you look at it and go, how is this going to help a guy? Well, yo, what four words out of the five are the same and whatever? It's like, dude, you got to step back, think about this test. It has nothing to do with plays. And guys who've taken the Wonderlick and done poorly before sometimes have great careers. To me, it's just a stupid test. In the NFL, maybe you should throw a playbook at these guys and ask them a couple questions. Your favorite college plays or this or that. The questions on the Wonderlick are dumb, and I think it's time for the NFL to move on. Yeah, there's absolutely no correlation between the Wonderlick and being a good football player. Exactly. See, that's that's the thing. And okay, let's say let's say you got a plumber to do the Wonderlick. Well, the plumber didn't do well in the Wonderlick, but he can yeah. still yeah, he can know. snake a drain. Yeah, <laughs> he can fix your sink, right? He can drain, you know what I mean? He can drain the pipes. That's right. And some guy that went to Harvard might be technically smarter and do better on a Wonderlick or some IQ test. He can't fix um, the toilet. Yeah, but you can't fix the toilet. So I don't care. So good for you. You have a law degree or you went to Harvard. Good for you. What does that do? Can you, are you, can you fix the car? Are you a mechanic? No. The mechanic knows more. So it's the same thing with being a football player. Like, so, okay, well, you got 50 in the Wonderlick. You got 48 in the Wonderlick. So, like, so good example. Greg McElroy got, like, 50. Former Alabama quarterback. Great guy. Nice guy. Comes yep, on our network, uh, friend yep. of the program. Really cool guy. Smart guy. He's hell. Great analyst, too. He's great on TV. Uh, he got 50. Wasn't a good NFL quarterback. Nope. He didn't have a skill level of being an NFL quarterback. So I don't really care what a guy gets on, like, the Wonderlick. And so if, if you're wondering if, you know, so Tua gets a 13 uh, on the Wonderlick, supposedly. And number one, we're not even supposed to know this. 
Yeah. Like the Wonder League's supposed to be confidential, but evidently it isn't anymore. So put it this way, Kev. The smartest guy out of all the quarterbacks was Nate Stanley uh, <laughs> out of uh, out of Iowa. He's got I, a 40. I so like so you, you drafted him now because he's got a 40 on the Wonder League? I would draft Nate Stanley in the fifth or sixth round because he's tough, and I've never seen a quarterback take a beating like Nate Stanley. I don't know what he does. I don't care about his Wonder League score. You said it, man. It's stupid. And Gabe, basically, what I've been watching for the past couple of days when not passed out is – NFL Network, and I've been watching the drafts and all the quarterbacks that went before Tom Brady and all these other guys they spurge and win on. It's just, come on, people. This is the thing. If you're going to judge a, a quarterback on this test, you're really, really stupid. And I'm with you, man. I just think it's it's pointless. If you're going to do something football-related, I, have, I, yes. I don't have a problem with that. But it's time to gas this test. None of these guys need to take it. The questions are reflective of what they're going to do at the next level. And I think it is absolutely archaic and stupid. Gas it. No, you're exactly right. The thing is with Tua, ooh, so you and I have talked about it, Cam. They're trying to smear this kid. I know they are. Which, which, means, <laughs> which means he's going to get drafted higher. Yep. The more they smear him, it means the more they like him. Everyone's trying to, like, uh, throw the scent off, so to speak, here. I mean, it's like a pack of wolf dogs chasing you like, you know, you broke out of prison. And you know what they did? Like those two guys in New York State, they were smart because um, everybody in the news, they kept saying, neither of them are outdoorsmen. They won't yeah. last long. Oh, they and, did? <laughs> and Buddy even said in the interview, he goes, yeah, yeah, we, we took that to heart when he said we were an outdoorsman. And he brought up, he goes, well, we were an outdoorsman. We lasted a month out there. <laughs> he brought, like, exactly. <laughs> they were smart enough. They, they brought salt and pepper with them, Ken. Very smart. You know why? They they drop salt and pepper on their tracks when they're walking around. And the salt and pepper threw the dogs off. Yeah, they thought they were getting subs. Which is pretty <laughs> slick. It's actually pretty slick for guys who didn't know, right? Anything yeah. like that. You know, that's like some real slick stuff, bro. When you're dropping salt and pepper in the woods to, like, throw scents off and stuff. You're right. Uh, so my point is, these NFL GMs, they're all dropping salt and pepper everywhere right now. <laughs> it's like salt and pepper... And they're trying to smear Tua. The thing that gets me, though, Cam, about Tua, and, oh, he, he didn't do good in the Wonder League. He got a 13. Now we're hearing there's a 19 score out there as well. How come you guys didn't tell us about the 19 before? You yeah. went right for the 13. He it's, did the test twice, evidently. Yeah. He did it at Alabama, and he did it recently. He got a 19 before. Oh, he got a 13. You know what? So what? He got 19 one day. He got a 13 another day. And Richard Sherman is a smart guy. All right, he's one of the smarter guys in national Stan football. Stanford. Yeah, Richard Sherman got a 24 on the Wonder League. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what? That's like not that good either. And Richard Sherman tweets out. He goes, LOL, if people only know how guys really treat the Wonder League. LOL, no one cares, <laughs> says Richard Sherman. Yes. Also, he brought up a great point in that article. Guys are thinking about the draft. They're taking care of their families. They have things to do. Also, we have coronavirus crisis. You think they got time to worry about the wonderlick? They're worried about the next phase in their lives and getting their life in order and getting the family to make sure they're okay, where they're going to be drafted, talking to teammates and such. I, I think the whole thing's stupid, Marenzi. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't even think it should be a story. No, you know, and it is because, as we stated, it's they have two of this, two of that. Everything is wrong. Uh, with the kid instead of talking about what's right with this guy. But what's amazing to me, Cam, is it's funny because Tua is actually one of the smartest college players ever. You know what I mean? As far as decision-making? Yes, yes. Like, he never makes mistakes, this kid. Like, I remember a game after Bama won by, like, you know, 26 or something like that. And 
he talked about an incomplete pass was bothering him after the game. He said, I need to look at the tape and see what I did wrong. I missed a couple of passes. Yeah, it's like and he had like he had like a perfect game. Mm-hmm. He's like a perfectionist, you know, with, with his footwork, with his decisions, and he makes great decisions. So like we do you and I talk about it all the time, dude. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick got like a 48 out of 50 on the Wonder Lakes. One of the best scores ever. I think McElroy was 50 of 50. Uh, Fitz was like 48 or 49 out of 50. So what, bro? He's an average quarterback. He makes a ton of bad decisions on the field. It means nothing. Yeah, if the Wonderlick test being successful means turnovers in the red zone, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the most successful of all time. And I, I think the whole thing, as I said before, Gabe, it's just stupid. And just watching things, too. Think about the quarterbacks that were spurned that turned out to have great careers, too. Aaron Rodgers waited in the green room at the draft. He thought he was going to be drafted by the Niners, a guy we like, Alex Smith. He used it as motivation. Tua's being smeared right now. Tom Brady didn't get drafted. They'll pick 199. This guy's stewing in his own juices right now. I'll tell you, the team that drafts Tua is going to be a very happy team because he's going to deliver. Well, the over-under right now is three and a half for Tua, and the odds makers are saying it's going to go over. Minus 300 uh, over three and a half right now. Minus 300 over three and a half. Under three and a half. Plus 225. All right, so we get into this now, Cam. The question is, does anybody have to trade? And, you know, I was reading, you never know, you know, there's all a lot of smoke out there right now, right? Um, you know, we've got our mask on. We've got our <laughs> coronavirus mask, your smoke, we're, we're, yeah. we're sifting through everything. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of BS and smoke. Yeah, there's a lot of smoke, man. It's like Snoop Dogg's tour bus right now. It's <laughs> haze, right? But it's three and a half minus 300. So the question is, Cam, and you and I are both high on two. I know you've already pulled the trigger on some props in which you're hoping the quarterbacks get drafted in the top five. We don't know. And I was reading, um, I was reading Jason Lockenfora, and he said that he was talking to GMs. And I do believe, well, he's making that up. So he said, I, I spoke to GMs, and GMs are telling me that the mock drafts are more off than ever this year. He said, this is a weird draft. And I'm see, he said, I'm seeing a lot of your guys' mock drafts. GMs are saying, multiple GMs, said the mock drafts are a little off. He said, we're seeing things differently than you guys are seeing it. Mm. I don't know how differently they are, but you and I talk about it, Kev. This draft is freaking hard to bet on because everybody's good. There's so many good players that it's difficult. So let me ask you then, as far as Tua, I'm going to pull the trigger. I want to go a little under here, three and a half. But Cincinnati's not trading the pick, all right? They're taking Joe Burrow. I'm starting to get the feeling the Redskins aren't trading Chase Young. They're taking Chase Young. They like him. They know how good he is. They want to take Chase Young. So is anyone going to trade up? Because do they have to, Ken? Yes. The Detroit Lions are third. Are they going to take Tua? I know you brought that up before. They might shock everybody and do it. Are they going to do it? I don't think so. The Giants aren't taking Tua. So I'm just stating... The Dolphins and the Chargers might not think that they have to trade up, but I got to believe, Cam, still, there's one GM out there that's going to trade up and call the Lions and say, give me the third pick because I want Tua. No, I agree. Uh, and I think uh, I think the Lions are. I told you before, if they can't find a way to be- bank, bank draft picks being in the third spot, talking to teams, what are the Falcons going to do? Uh, do they need a quarterback after Matt Ryan? They've been kind of off the radar. The Patriots comfort, comfortable with Stidham. I think a lot of weird things can happen, even though people think they might draft Justin Herbert later on and move up to get him because it'll be easier than Tua. But I'll tell you one thing, buddy. Uh, Tua, to me, 
I don't think there's a discrepancy between Joe Burrow being so much better than Tua than everybody else. That's the difference, right? Cincinnati's no. going to grab Burrow. I think Tua is going to have a better career if than Burrow when everything is said and done. That is my prediction because I like his tenacity, fire, and that's what I want in a player. You can't measure one thing, the guy's heart, and I think Tua's heart is bigger than any of the top five quarterbacks that are listed. I think a team will move up to get him and realize this could be our franchise guy. I like the plus money, Gabe, and I think the Lions are going to trade out of that pick. That's what I feel. Uh, so over over under three and a half for Tua's draft selection right now. If you think he's going to go in the top three, plus 225. It's a very fluid market right now, guys, with the National Football League draft. These props move more than point spreads, man. Oh. Me and Cam have been breaking down these props for like the last six weeks or so, months, like on a daily basis. And some of the props we talked about aren't even up anymore. I know. They were there. They're not there anymore. Uh, a lot of the props, the numbers are completely different, Cam. Completely different. And let's get into a guy right now where there's been a ton of live movement. Makai Becton, offensive lineman out of Louisville, six foot seven, big kid, big monster kid. And it's like before he was over under eight and a half, and it was pretty much like even money. He kind of crept up the board cam. Yeah. Now, ooh, there's flags. One of his drug tests was flagged. Who cares? Ooh, but but everybody supposedly knew before, and it's an old story, but it's amazing. Now he's over under eight and a half, minus 300 to the over. Listen, I never thought he was going in the top eight and a half to begin with. But now that it's plus 220 to the under, I'm kind of interested to sprinkle just a little bit on the under. Yeah, I already have Becton over game. It's something we talked about before, probably two weeks before this news. And I really don't care about your drug test. Let's take a look at Randy Moss in college. Yeah, he slipped out of a Florida school to go to Marshall because of drugs. One of the best receivers. I don't care if you smoke blunts. What about, uh, I'll use another example on defense, Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp, he tested positive for cocaine and marijuana use. One of the best defensive players. So you know what? You come into my war room and draft board, I'll look at your stuff. But I know you. This kid said, hey, listen, this news was out there before. I really I don't, don't know care. If, uh, I'm telling you. I don't know if Warren Sapp's the best example, actually. But you're right. He was a good player. He was a good player. And I don't care. He slipped in the draft because of it. But I'm using examples should've of paid, guys. He should have he, he <laughs> paid the hookers in Arizona. <laughs> Tunsil with the, you know, doing doing yeah, hits right. from the bong. Here's I agree with you, Kev. I don't yeah. think the teams care. You're right. And this is another thing. I think someone threw it out there because they want him to drop. Yes. I bet you it's like Tampa or something. I want him at 14. And they're like, oh, hey, here he failed the drug test. Right? So they throw it out there. They, they don't uh, care. Now, nope, Rex, Ryan, Rex Ryan told J.J. Watt. When Rex Ryan was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, all right? J.J. Watt was the year J.J. Watt. So Ryan was there when Watt came into the league. Rex Ryan met J.J. Watt at the Combine. Yep. And he told him, he said, kid, and I, he was kidding but not kidding. He said, kid, he goes, why don't you do some steroids or smoke some weed and fail a drug test or something? He goes, so you'll fall in the draft and I can get you. <laughs> hey, he told that to J.J. Watt and they started laughing because he goes, I'm not going to be there. Like, I can't, you're going to be gone already? Yeah. So he said, he goes, why don't you like smoke some weed or like fail a drug test or something? And he goes, I promised I'll still draft you. <laughs> well, you know what, Gabe? Here's the thing, too. Are these GMs good people? 
I don't know. Do they want to save their own ass? I can tell you that, yes. So they'll do anything. They'll get any rumor, story, what this kid did in high school, bad relationship. They're getting all the skeletons out of the closet now because it could save their ass in the long run by starting rumors. Don't believe anything that you hear. We got to be smarter than that. See the smoke through the clouds, people. Me and Gabe already have. And don't, don't fall for these fake reports and all this other stuff. I've been around the block a few years and I've seen these drafts. Don't get fooled by this crap. Have your own analysis. And I think these guys, these rumors are started just to screw people and to make GMs get their guy. Exactly what you said. Well, I'll tell you what, I think you and I are responsible for moving some of these numbers as well, because not everybody was talking about the, uh, you know, Tristan Wirfs is a lock under eight and a half. And I brought it up. I said, take Jedrick uh, Wills under eight and a half, take Tristan Wirfs under eight and a half. You're going one and one and worse. All right. You're yeah. going to, you're probably two and two oh, and oh. Yep. but you're going one and one, one and one worse. The problem is the odds makers are onto this right now. Tristan Wirfs now minus 160 to go under eight and a half and identical to Wills under 160. I think you and I hammered that pretty good that they adjusted it a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm seeing other people hop on board uh, with this now as well. Although word, uh, word out of New York right here, Gettleman's always a wild card kid. He is. And Gettleman threw it out there just like Bob Quinn, general manager Bob Quinn of the Detroit Lions. They have the third pick. He put it out there through the media. My phone is on. If you've got something, give me a call. Gettleman threw it out there as well, which leads me to believe there wasn't a lot of offers before for them. Like if they're going to the media to sort of be, yeah, let it know, get it out there. We're kind of open to trading the pick. It means the offers hasn't come in yet but it doesn't mean they're not going to come in. So that's a wild card here. Like, is Gettleman, I don't know, dude, is Gettleman going to take worse or is he going to think outside the box and take Isaiah Simmons? I'm starting to think it wouldn't freak me out if he took Simmons. Here's the thing, yeah. I see a lot of mocks with Simmons going to, to the Giants. Uh, and, and then remember back in the day, we thought maybe Cleveland at 10 made sense. I said Carolina at 7. So who knows what the hell is going to happen. I'll tell you one thing about the draft, though, Gabe. When things are very, very equal and there's a lot of parity in this draft, what do you think are the safest positions? Offensive linemen. This is something that we can predict. This is something that is true. And the you can Giants go and they have their guys. Yes, don't yes. overthink this. Don't it. It's either going to be worse. You know, you take you take the guy on the board. Don't screw around with this draft. There's going to be guys later. We talked about the receiving class. Hell, there might not be, even be a running back taken in the first. I just bet today, Gabe, Dobbins at 7-1 to one to be the first running back Ooh. taken. Because you know what? Who says Swift's going first? Somebody might say it's Dobbins. I like him better. So those are bets at plus money. Even if I lose, I'm happy that I'm getting because I think I'm getting a good number. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And I'm starting to buy in that Swift won't get taken in the first round either. There's just too many talented players on the board. But this draft is so hard, man. I mean, we've we broken it down with a fine-tooth comb over the last month. All these props. And now that we're just a couple of days away... It's like the more I know, the less I know, Cam. Yeah. It's almost like I know too much now. <laughs> you know what it is, Gabe? It's information overload. You almost yes. need to take yeah. a break from it because you'll go nuts and get in front of your way. It's like when I watch horse racing, all these guys, ooh, this horse is a lot. I've been watching golf stream. These guys can't pick a winner to save their ass. But the problem is, I know about the players. So the research is yeah. done. I know about the players. I can tell you, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy, not fit. But we don't know what gentlemen is going to do. And I know that this virus, it's always difficult, but... Man, it's a virtual draft. Nobody knows anything. DailyRoto.com.
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I'm RMC. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We're also part of SB Nation Radio. We're stoked uh, to be on board. Scotty Farrell throws it down weekdays, 4 to 6. We step up and in at the 6 o'clock Game Time Decisions when there are games. Uh, now it's now it's draft, uh, draft, draft time, time decisions. Uh, decisions. Yes. Although there'll be games back in the future. Uh, there's games actually in Taiwan, and they had a brawl. Uh, we'll get into that. That league's yeah. uh, bringing it. They're actually Let, fighting now. Well, let's, yeah, we will get into that. Hey, guys, you heard the coronavirus when you were out for a while? Having a brawl just anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, not honestly, a good idea. Yeah. No, no, like, I thought about it. You sent me the story. I'm like, okay, I, I you know, I'm looking. I'm going, these idiots are having a brawl. You might want to keep your anger to yourself because what's going to happen in our brawl? Fluids exchanging close, social distancing. I don't know. I thought they were all polite the down there, Ken. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they're not polite. When it comes to baseball, they're very, very unpolite, and uh, anything goes. But I'll tell you, unbelievable stuff, Marenzi. You cannot have that. You don't want to punch people in the face with this stuff going on until, uh, you know, the fear's over. But uh, very, very stupid if the league gets shut down after a brawl. Us. It's a good point that you raise that. Yeah, like you're in the middle about, of guys. Think, we're in the middle of the virus about it. pandemic think, here. Think about it. Like everyone, chill out. You're right. <laughs> like relax. You need social distancing, and they start fighting for real. And what's amazing is, it's incredibly rare for this to happen in that league. I know. Like there's not a lot of brawls in Japan and Korea and Taiwan. There's not. Like there, it's not in their personality. But the thing is. It's not all guys from Taiwan and stuff. No. Like there's American dudes and there's you know there's guys from all over the world. Who was the pitcher? Who was it? Sosa? That doesn't sound very Taiwanese to me. Yeah, yeah, Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you something. As a guy who's friend with a Chinese guy, Visine Vince, he loves to stir it up after a few drinks. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> he's been he's been known to if some guy lifts him off to go let's fight. Like he he actually enjoys it. But uh, no, I'm with you, Gabe. It's very very rare in that league. But let's remember. It's a global league now, and these guys obviously aren't thinking about social distancing. <laughs> so it's amazing. This is the league that everyone's betting on. Um, I'm 2-0. I, you know what? I keep, I keep missing the times. The times of the game are weird. They're like at 5 in the morning, Eastern. 6 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. they're in weird times. Um, 
But I, I've been on a couple of games, and I've won both my bets so far. And, of course, this is the league we showed you guys. They have the, um, the, uh, the robot fans and cardboard cutout fans with masks on. But they have real cheerleaders, too. It's like it's, it's, a big, it's, it's over the top. Like, it's a big show that they put on here. It's really well done. And they're actually talking. I guess a lot of major networks want to get, uh, get the games on. Like, um, the, the commissioner of the league was saying that basically every network in the world has called them and said, we want to broadcast your league because it's one of the few leagues going right now. So it's, it's high-quality baseball, too. It's good. Um, so it's a rare moment. The Fubon Guardians and the Rakuten Monkeys. That's your team, right? Didn't yeah, you bet on the Monkeys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Provided another first for uh, professional baseball in 2020. Uh, a bench-clearing brawl. The Monkeys took uh, issues with Guardians uh, pitcher Henry Sosa and his pitch location. Uh, with two outs, Sosa threw straight, three straight inside fastballs, and then he hit monkey second baseman Ku Yen Wen in the lower back. And then things got real after that. So, hey, it's nice. It's business as usual, Cam. They're bringing us a sense of normalcy, a nice good old-fashioned baseball brawl. Yeah, I, I will say this, too. Because of all the people quarantined and stuff, you'll see when sports comes back, there's going to be, a, like, you don't want to touch people, but people have been inside and they have a lot of pent-up frustration. Uh, the ones that don't drink or whatever, they're going to wring people's necks. They want to anyway. So it's going to be something to watch for when sports comes back. I was I was thinking about that, too. I was wondering, like, without fans, it's going to be different. And fans are, like, it's part of the emotion uh, of in the arena, et cetera. And I was wondering, like, is Sergi Baca still going to be choking people if there's no fans in Vegas on a neutral court? It depends. I think he will, actually. Yes. That's, that's the whole thing. It depends I on think, Cam, the first, the first few minutes, it'll be weird for them. Yeah. But the second someone pushes someone, trips someone, it'll be it'll be on. And there, these guys will go whether there's fans or not, as you see in Taiwan. If you get pissed off, you get pissed off. I got to tell you something. These networks with these games come back are going to have a lot of dump buttons. Without the fans there, the oh, yeah. echoes, the swearing, it's going to be something over the top. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to hear everything. And I'm looking forward to that. All right, so this is interesting. Darren Rovell um, obtained a, a memo that uh, Roger Goodell sent out to all the players and everybody that's going to be participating in the National Football League draft. Yeah. Or dress code. Uh, dress code, right? So you're at home. Yeah. But they, you know, the NFL thinks of every little, little thing, right? So they're like, yeah, yeah. We can't have guys coming on. Remember, uh, buddy, his buddy on the Bills. He had, uh, it was the wide receiver kid out of East Carolina. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Zay Jones. Zay, Zay Jones, yeah. Who evidently eventually did get all high on basalts or something once and freak out and kick a window in. But he's actually a good kid. It was an isolated incident that night he had. I, he just had a bad reaction to some synthetic weed or something, right? But, dude, Zay Jones, when he was drafted, he had a T-shirt on of the OJ car chase. <laughs> Right? Fantastic. And I remember, like, he was at home. He wasn't there when he got drafted, and they had the camera there. And he got drafted to Bills, of course. And he didn't know, just by chance. And people thought it was funny and stuff. But I remember thinking, what kind of kid on the biggest night of your life wears an O.J. Simpson chase? Well, you're going in there. Like, what kind of message are you sending here, kid? Like, you know, you think it's funny. And even though he is a good kid, lo and behold, he ends up kicking in a window high on basalt after. And it's like, well, he kind of warned us. And I remember when we drafted him, and I liked him out of East Carolina. I was a big fan. He had a great yeah. senior bowl, great hands. Uh, but I remember when we drafted him, I said, don't say he didn't warn us. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you come to work with that T-shirt on at the draft, he's telling you that's who I am. 
So um, it's interesting now, the NFL uh, sent out a memo. Document prohibits the following <laughs> items or aspects of clothing. A lot of them. All right, uh, number one, third-party logos. Other than the NFL official licensed partners, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, and New Era. So in other words, you can't wear a Reebok tracksuit. Say, I disagree with that, right? Say the guy, you know, he's not making a lot of money. They had a nice champion outlet. I found some nice gear there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, honestly, though, Gabe, I saw the list. You know, we talk, like it's, I think the NFL is going a little bit too hard on this list. I get it. You know, it's your product. Yeah, come on, man. Despairing uh, depictions of the NFL or any third-party brand. So in other words, you can't have a sweatshirt on that says F uh, the NFL. Yeah, CFL for life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> number three, non-NFL sports organizations or leagues. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can't roll out wearing a New York Guardian hat, XFL. <laughs> Yeah, I went to and the game. It's funny, <laughs> funny have to tell people that, but they almost do. I see it all the time, bro. It's baffling. You'll see pros, Cam, where it's like a thing in the NBA now. Like, guys will be wearing, like, hats of another team. Like, I've seen Siakam with a Detroit Pistons hat see, on before. That's, stuff. that's, that's you know what I mean? It's like... That's unacceptable. I know. Like, you that's see it in the NFL, though. Guys will wear other hats and stuff no, now. It's, no. We're in a new world now, bro, of that, yeah, you know? No, it's stupid. Like, guys will wear jerseys of other teams and stuff. Like, stylish. Just like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like it was like when Giannis took all the Raptors. He goes, I like them. Yeah, it's not a good like, thing. Dude, like, when Siakam played in that NBA thing the other day, he chose the Bucks. I know. Like, That's he picked. He goes, I'll be the Milwaukee Bucks. It's like, bro, you're on the Raptors. I agree. No, no, he was like, no, I want to be on the Bucks. I want to be the great freak. Like, like, that's how they think, these guys. That pisses me off. I, I think it's wrong. I, you I know, know you, should, you should be the Raptors. You're on the I Raptors. I don't care if it's a video game. If you're not playing the Raptors, I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm with you. Well, and none I think of the it, guys did. Like, very few of the NBA guys chose their own team. They were right. all other guys. It's ridiculous. Like, like, ah. like They all want to be Kawhi and stuff. All yeah. want to be the Clippers. Yeah, you know I'm mean? sure Michael Jordan, when he plays, hey, I'll be the Lakers, you know? No, and Jordan would be like, I'm being myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. I'm being myself, and my power numbers better be like 98 plus, or else this game sucks. I'm with you, Gabe. I think it's just, come on. Like these Wallace, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Emu. Yeah. Uh, Blue Emu. Yeah. All right, so non-NFL sports organization. So in other words, yeah, you can't be wearing a New York Nick hat. Or like, and that, that you have to tell them. Because, and I know you can. You're even getting defensive. You'd be like, what's wrong? I was wearing a Sixers hat. I'm a Sixer fan. Or when I'm from Philly, right? Yeah, I'm not and, wearing uh, Yeah. No, no, that. no other leagues. Uh, I don't nothing, mind. I don't mind the other brands. I think the NFL, see, that's classic NFL right there. Like, we have to use Nike. We well, have Nike, Adidas, yeah. Under Armour, and New Era. Those well, are their partners. There's a lot of other companies out there in athletic apparel. Russell Athletic Champion, I can name, <laughs> I, I can go on and on. And their products are cheaper. But anyway, that yeah, one I can't wear it on the track. Yeah. Right, yeah so I, I, no I, racial, religious, or ethnic slurs. So all that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a given, right. yeah. No explicit language on your clothing. <laughs> F the draft. I like. I don't like that they have to like put this in. I know. Like explicit language. The next one, number six. No obscene, pornographic, or escort services. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what is someone gonna like have a, a hoodie on and says, uh, you know, call Bob's girls? You know what I mean? Like, like who the hell is gonna pimp an escort service at the NFL draft? I'd like. Why did you put that in there? I know. 
That's what I'm saying. This last I've seen pornographic or escort service and like parentheses or escort service, <laughs> violent, including <laughs> firearms or other weapons or any sexual imagery. But who the hell, Cam, is going to have like an escort service? That's a good point. Like sexual imagery, what? You got an old shirt with like Daisy Duke lying on the General Lee. Like, is that, I don't know, is that too far? Uh, you're right, though. A lot of this stuff is just absolute stupidness. And uh, I can't oh, believe it. you going to wear a shirt? Mario's brothel, Mexico City. <laughs> hey, guys, like, I, like, I, like, I don't even know. I, like, what do you mean, like, escort service? I don't understand why that writing is even there. I didn't, I'm not making this up. This is the NFL's memo, yeah. literally. All right, number seven, libel or hate speech? It's yeah. all part of explicit language. You don't need to have all, like, we get it. You can't swear on the shirt, all right? <laughs> no political statements. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, uh, no MAGA hat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no MAGA hat, is that a political, and no, uh, like, F Trump hat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Eat one or the other, like eat both. You know what I'm saying? Defenders jerseys, like Garth Brooks. <laughs> that was the best. They're yeah. mad at him. Like, I'm wearing a Barry Sanders jersey, not Bernie Sanders, you idiot. Yeah, Sanders 20, <laughs> too, because Sanders 20 was the best. They're like, oh, I'm never buying another ticket again. He's that like, you morons. Yeah, yeah. I like how he didn't grovel either after. He goes, dude, people have, he didn't even like acknowledge it. He was like, screw you. Dude, he's good friends with Barry Sanders. They yeah. went to Oklahoma State at the same time. Uh, Garth Brooks is a cowboy, Oklahoma State cowboy. Um, all right, so uh, libel or hate speech, no political statements. Number nine, no references to alcohol. Yeah. You can't wear like a Bud Light t-shirt or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank Coors for getting yeah. drafted. References <laughs> to alcohol, including beer and wine, drugs, including cannabis, and or gambling products, including oh. poker. Yeah. So they're thinking ahead. They don't want someone making money with a PokerStars uh, .net or something jersey on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, tobacco products. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, geez, Fred, looking like a nice smooth Winston. <laughs> uh, yeah, no Fred and Barney uh, tobacco product, including e-cigarettes. Including e-cigarettes. Um, and no reference to any illicit substance or activities. So you can't wear like a, a shirt that says, I like basalts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like cocaine. Yeah, ecstasy rules. <laughs> <laughs> ecstasy rules, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. Yes. No mentions of pharmaceuticals, including OTD uh, products, including restorative and or enhancement products. Uh, no mention of dietary or, or nutritional substances or products commonly referred to as energy drinks. Wow. No energy drinks. See, that's harmless almost that a kid would have like a monster energy drink on the table or something, yeah, exactly. right? He doesn't know. It's like, what, Red Bull only? So no, no energy drinks allowed on the screen cam. Are they allowed Pepsi or Coke? Uh, no. No. Huh? Huh? Well, I don't know. No, I, I don't yeah. see no. So yeah, much. exactly. Uh, we'll see. Dietary, nutritional substance, or products commonly referred to as energy drinks. Not allowed. This is weird, too. No reference to any movies. What the hell is that mean? No movies. No reference to any movies, video games, or any other media that contains or promotes objectionable material or subject matter. Number 15, derogatory statement regarding the NFL, its owners, employees, and or NFL partners. 
So you can't if you're a player, but I've never seen a player yet get on stage at the draft with a you know, <laughs> Goodell sucks shirt on, right? Exactly. Come on. I yeah, hate the NFL. Like, what, yeah, what, yeah, like, it's come on. I know. It's so bad. That list sucks. Like, you really uh, don't need to send all that stuff. And then this is sort of like a, a border check, Cam. You know, when they say, well, you know, you don't have to agree to us going through your bags, but you get turned back. Um, so basically it says any player that can't comply uh, with any of these rules can simply refuse the invitation to the draft. Says NFL. <laughs> anyone, does anyone put their hand up? Oh, I'm out. Yeah, listen, I really wanted to wear a I love cocaine t-shirt, but since you guys aren't going to let me, I'm not showing up. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I can't wait for this draft. It's going to be a gong show just with everything. Like, it's just, uh, I want to see if how, how smooth it is, how, the glitches. Like, if, if they pull this off, I'll be impressed. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be more sort of hardcore than people think. Like, you saw, like, the NBA game of horse. Wasn't exactly overly produced, Cam. No, I like, like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot they can do, really. They're, they're, at the, they're at the mercy of Zoom, and they're at the mercy of iPhones, bro. It is what it is. Yeah. Right? They're not setting up camera crews in everyone's living room. They don't have that many camera crews. Like, they are literally, like, uh, it was great stuff. Uh, Dimitrov, and it's funny, I brought up Dimitrov, and I didn't even know he was on with Scotty Farrell. It was great yeah, stuff. Dimitrov, yeah, that, that, that was awesome. That was great. And basically, he brought it up sort of, too, that he said, man, this is my setup. And he went into his, his room. He had, he had like, three TVs on the wall, and he's got, like, three laptops type thing. And he said, yes, I'm worried that something could go wrong. And he goes, this is it. And he sat down, and face like you and me, sitting down, bro. Like, they're literally, like, Gettleman's literally on that laptop. He's not joking. Like, he's literally sitting there on that laptop. I know. It's the best. <laughs> Jimmy Gettleman, like, scroll along with me. Like, on the list. Like, I'm thinking what? And they're not in the room. So they're literally going to be watching on TV, too, Cass. Like, yeah. the GMs are literally going to be in a room watching, like, ESPN and going, all right, this guy just got taken. So, uh, all right, get off. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person.
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk some NFL uh, draft props and NFL news uh, with Mike uh, Blewett and Campbell. Uh, we'll continue to break down the National Football League draft all week. Uh, but interesting story, just as far as a lot of people ask, and we'll get to our questions of the day, and we have another one, guys. Do you think they'll be called football? So obviously every day there's a, there's a story. Are you playing? Are you not playing? What are the challenges? And Adam Silver seems to be getting worn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He got asked. He's like, I don't know, man. He actually said, I don't know. He goes, we're not in control. I don't know. We want to play. Like, I like this honesty. We want to play. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, and he said, talk to me in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, they really, they don't know. So, to put it in context, uh, Cam, the EPL, all right, English Premier League Soccer, which is very comparable to the NFL. We're talking about a major professional sports league where the players are making a ton of money. They make more money in that league than they do in the NFL. Yeah. So we're talking high-end high athletes, big-time television, et cetera. And they want to play their games at Wembley Stadium camp, okay? Um, the famous Wembley Stadium, like everybody. The EPL basically is going to move everybody into that one stadium, and they're going to play every day. A couple of games a day, and they're going to go through the season, and they want to go through the season in like four or five weeks type thing. <laughs> yep. Like six weeks. Woo! Like, yep. yeah, Beat. boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what's cool about the EPL in these leagues? They don't have a playoffs. The league is the playoffs. Like, you win the league, you win the league. You're the champion. So that's what makes it cool. So there's no playoff. They'll go bam, bam, bam. What about relegation in a short time? Well, That's that's an interesting uh, question, right? You got people moving up from Division One. Three and three, they got it. They might have to. Who you, who you, Pele? You're busting yeah. out this, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they, I think in a year like this, camp, no relegation. You I can't agree. be kicking teams out after no, this. You, know you got to just say, hey guys, we'll play it. And that's the other thing for Europa League and Champions League, right? Top, top three and four. Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting for them. So yeah, but I guess this, camp. This yep. is what this is what what I want to get to here is they were talking about how many people it takes to broadcast a sporting event with no fans even. Yep. How many people do you think it is? The EPL. So they need. So think everybody besides the players. How many people do they need to be there as well? Besides the players in quarantine, essentially. Then. So players and broadcast total number. Broadcasters, players, electricians, grips, cameramen, cops. One hundred twenty-five. Close. Good call. 200, 150 to 200. They said 150, 150 is skeleton. Like 150, they can't do it less than 150 people. But that's 150 people that need to be sort of locked in with these guys. Exactly. Right? So you're talking about, people don't realize it. Television truck. All right, there's no fans still on TV. All right? Big time production truck out there in the parking lot. Boom. That's like 30, 40 people, bro, in that truck. All right? Grips electricians, sound engineers, cameramen, lights, medics, yep. cops, security. There was interesting. They were saying, yeah, there's no fans, but we need to guard the place. 
You can't just have all these, exactly. you know what I mean? People can't just walk in off the street. Guys on the the street. Hey, you want to watch some foot, footy? Yeah, they just walk right there. There's no, fan, there's no cops there. We'll just walk yeah. right in. Exactly. You know I mean? No, no. There's like, so they brought it up. They literally said, yeah, we need like 25 cops. And they were like, 25 cops? They're like, yeah, we got to guard the entrance. They might need 50, actually, for the Brits. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty determined after a couple oh, of drinks. Oh, yeah, imagine a bunch of drunk Brit fans. They all, oh, let's yeah. crash the stadium and stuff. You need That's security. Like, you know you what I mean? Like, trust me, I look in Michigan, they're protesting now. You can't stop. Like, what if 50,000 drunk Brits get all hammered and say, oh, we're unhappy. We're going to crash the stadium. Yeah, you don't think a couple people are coming. Hey, Arsenal fans. Yeah, (laughs) we got a group of uh, 250, 300 guys just hanging out there. Good luck with that there, uh, security. Like, and that could happen very easily. I'm not even talking about thousands. I'm talking about a group of, like, guys from the supporters club together. That's the thing. Like, people don't realize, like, yeah, all right. So you got to quarantine those guys, too. They can't be going back home and then coming into the stadium and exposing the players. So then they're in lockdown. Like, people don't realize it. Cam, an NFL game, you're talking 400 people, bro. Yeah. Like, people don't realize it. It's not so isolated suddenly anymore, right? And suddenly you've got, like, thousands of people. Like, so it's it's such a battle. I'm just throwing this out there for what the leagues are actually facing here. It's not easy for them. And baseball, Cam... I, listen, I tweeted out over the weekend. I said each sport. I, this, this is my take. NFL will play. Cam, the NFL is going to play. Yes, they will. They're like Dana White on steroids. Like I, agree, I agree with you on all of them but one, but continue. Right, so I'll say, so NFL, you and I agree. Yeah. Maybe they don't kick off September 10th. Maybe they start October. I, my own personal opinion is the NFL will play, but they're going to have to play in like Texas and Florida type stuff. They can't be flying around everywhere. Like, it's just logistically, it won't work. You're going to get sick. You can't expose your players. You're going to need to be in lockdown. So I think the NFL can pull it off. They have enough time. They have enough money. They have enough resources. They can pull it off. Like, money's not an object for them, Cam. Like, the NHL doesn't have the money, Cam. I, under, I, I understand. So that. I, still to that. I, I still think that. Right, so I'm saying NFL, they're going to play, guys. In my, in my opinion. I agree. Frenzy's opinion, the NFL will play. Might be in Florida and Texas. It might be different a little bit, you know, whatever, but they're going to play. Um, NBA. I believe the NBA is obsessed with playing. They they have to, yes. Like, they, they Silver came out and basically said they're at the point now, they're not even going to start their season in October next year, Cam. They don't care. Like, yeah. they're hell-bent on playing and getting a champion. They don't want to give the money back. They want the revenue from the playoffs. Silver really wants an NBA champion. Like, they're really serious about this so much that they'll start their league at Christmas if they have to next year. Like, they're, I respect them for it. They're, like, totally flexible that they're getting, um, they're getting crazy. And so there's too much at stake here. And, you know, I know our boy uh, Puccio, Boston Celtic fan. You save yourself from losing to the Raptors anyways, Pooch. (laughs) (laughs) Puccio. Puccio raises a good point. Um, you know, LeBron James, not in the playoffs again. Two straight. Yeah, not in the not, playoffs, was in the playoffs not, last year, right? Not good for business, game. Yeah, and his career, like, they, he doesn't have a lot left. Kawhi's contract, everything. Like, no, no, no. They want this, right? So the NBA, I believe the NBA, the NBA cam can pull it off easier than anyone else. They don't need four and a half months. They don't need 32 teams. They have 16 teams going into a playoffs in Las Vegas, best of three to five to start off. Dude, they can rattle through this stuff in like four weeks, bro. Have you noticed the like Orlando Magic being bye-bye Memphis? Like, and you almost tell teams, don't screw around. 
Like, eliminate them fast. You know what I mean? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the NBA is being smart. And the reason Silver's put, not putting out bad ideas, he doesn't want to look like a stooge. They'll eventually get it done. But that's not like baseball throwing out, hey, here's our idea number one, too. They want to come up with a concrete plan yes, before yes. they throw it out to anybody. And they that's actually the call they the players in the NBA, right? They're like, all right, guys, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? And they're actually like, there's a, there's a back and forth. Baseball just sort of seems to tell people. Oh, we're gonna do this. Like your Mike Trout found out through the media, Ken. Yeah. He's like Arizona. And he came out and said, he said, I'm not living in a hotel room for four and a half months. No. And he goes, My well, my girlfriend's pregnant. He said, so he goes, I'm leaving for the pregnancy. So do I need to be quarantined? Like Mike Trout's not playing around. You'll still Puig did an interview in Cuba over the weekend, Ken. He's in Cuba right now. Or um he's yeah, he's in he's in the Dominican. I don't know where he is, but he he did an interview there. I don't know if you go to Cuba. The guy left like under pretty crazy circumstances, so I don't think you go back. Yeah, you want um, a sticker. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you might so not I mean, be able to return next time. <laughs> yeah, he did, he didn't, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah if you're, it's like breaking out of jail. You don't go back. Yeah. But he did an interview with a Cuban newspaper, and whatever. And uh, did an interview with a Cuban newspaper, and he said about how um, he brought up how the Marlins offered him a contract and a bunch of teams offered him a deal and stuff. And... Um, but he said, there'll be no baseball. Yeah. And it's funny because on Twitter, I tweet out the story and people on Twitter are like, what does your seal Puig know? He's a head case anyways. Well, I don't know. He knows more than you. He's yeah. in Major League Baseball, right? So It's a good point. <laughs> it's like saying, what does Robin Leonard know? Yeah, yeah, he knows. He's in the league, so he, he kind of knows. He knows right? enough. So Yusil Puig said, uh, yeah, no baseball in 2020. Mm-hmm. He said he thinks they'll be back next year with no fans. <laughs> like, and he's not an idiot. Like, he no, knows. Not. You don't think he wants the money? Just he said. He, he basically said, yeah, I, I got a couple of offers, but I don't think we're playing. Listen, That's what just he told the Cuban paper. Just because a guy's a temper doesn't mean he doesn't have a brain. So, like, yeah, a lot of people just, yeah, I'm with you. Like, enough of these uh, keyboard warriors. Let the players talk. They know well, a hell of a lot Trout more than you do. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. You <laughs> got Brett Anderson at Point Blank said, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so it's not who cares about Brett Anderson, but if you look, I'm just saying, guys, it's mega stars like Trout that don't like it. It's mid-tier guys like Brett Anderson that don't like it. Yeah. It's guys like you still Puig. Puig said he'll play. He didn't say, oh, I don't want to play, but he said, we won't play. He goes, it's too hard. They're not playing. Mm-hmm. And there's a big resistance. And you and I talk about it, Kev. The baseball players have money, bro. Yeah, like, they, they could go along. Yeah, they have a guaranteed point. contract. You can't screw them. Their union's the strongest union in America. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> Very true. And once you once you have guaranteed money, your incentive to do things yeah. and get, get hurt and injured and do it without a family become lessened. And uh, you know what? That's the thing. If you're Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, it's like, yeah, all right, you're losing big money. Let's say you don't Buddy, play here. The last three years they'll be fine. Four <laughs> years. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, whatever. You guys uh, owe me $370 million. Yeah. So now you only owe me three thirty. Give me my three thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like they don't have an incentive. NFL guys are sort of like dogs, like dog meat. They, you know what I mean, it's just yeah. like they're they're just they're 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 not people. They're <laughs> to them like the NFL. It's like shut up and get out there. The NFL players don't look out for each other. We've seen this in contract negotiations. Like they have no leverage. The NFL. The NFL players will be forced into play, and they'll want to play, right? They'll want to play. NBA guys aren't down with this too much, but NBA guys want the money, Cam. I don't think Kyle Lowry wants to leave the wife and kids for four weeks, but I think he wants the $37 million he gets paid. Yeah, the juicy paycheck uh, talks a lot. 
<laughs> money talks. BX Did you see though? Right. They've lost 25% of their salary, the NBA players. They agreed. Yep. They said, all right, fine. Because the, the owner said, listen, we, we don't we have... Do? They brought it up, Cam. They said, even if we play, we don't have parking. There's no concession sales anymore. Yeah. Like, they brought up, like, they were honest. Like, that's a good thing with the NBA. They're actually honest with everybody. The players, they have a good relationship. And the owner said, look, we're losing, like, 28% of our revenue, even if we play without fans. Like, uh, parking concessions, yeah. uh, merchandise sales that you get a cut of in the building. None nice. of that exists anymore. 75% better than nothing. It sounds like a nice chunk of change when you're making money. That's yeah. the thing. I'll take me, I, 75. Feel, I feel their pain. Trust me. I am aware. Yeah. <laughs> 75%. Seems to be the common thing. Even Stephen A. Smith was asked to take a pay cut. Well, he should. Uh, 15%. He's making $8 a year. 15% is tax in some states. So he's doing fine. So... There's um, so the the Mexican league, we you talk, you've talked about it. It's a good idea. And the Mexican league, they got rid of the relegation stuff for the year. They told their teams in the Mexican soccer league, you're not getting, um, you're not you're not going to get relegated. But there's some talk right now about the MLS and the Mexican league merging for real. Yeah, that seems Coming complicated. That's a lot. A lot of you know, differences. All times to put this together. Huh? <laughs> I know that's something that would take like a lot of meetings and work. Different salary structure, leagues. Like yeah, like I don't think you can just slap this together. Go hey, MLS slash Mexico, let's go soccer. No, <laughs> no, it's like what are you guys doing? We got to get through this. Yeah. So here's another interesting thing moving forward as far as the future is concerned. Um, Vegas dealers. So Las Vegas right now is they're putting their plan together to open. And they're going to open in mid-May type of thing. They're not going to be closed forever. Yet when Vegas reopens, face masks, you have to wear a mask now in a casino can, which is weird because before it was against the law. And I wonder what they're going to do. Like it takes away their facial recognition right now. Yes, it would. And you could probably put something in a mask too. I think there's a very... Yeah, they're doing they this like to save their ass. Say, yeah, the yeah. casinos don't yeah. like it. They realize they it's like, guys, the guy could have a talking device in his mouth. And like, you know what I mean? You don't know. Like, basically, there's a lot of tricks. Trust me. And there's hustlers, Cam. You know there's hustlers right now thinking, how can I scan them now in this it, new world? You got, <laughs> you, know I mean? you got it, buddy. And they're they're already on top of it right now. No, you're absolutely right. And what about the chips, the, the germs? Uh, they're basically, it's what you said. The casinos, they're done. If they If they wait any longer, they're toast. So they'd rather have a situation like this that can kind of to bring in revenue rather than to go tits up. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I guess that's I guess a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's all. Uh, just, uh, no, just the problem is they're screwed, bro. Because what are you going to do? They're being pressured to open. They're being pressured yeah. to open, right? You know, the mayor's freaking out. The governor's kind of patient, but they're pushing Vegas to open up again. And no one's going to go, number one. And Cam, like, there's no pool anymore. There's no club scene anymore. Yeah. It's solely gambling. So what they're saying is, I read the plan for Vegas. There's only one chair between you, Cam. I don't like that. There should be, like, literally, there should only be, like, two people allowed at a blackjack table now. Oh, yeah. You need the so anchor Cam, and the guy now, at the end. That's six feet. Now, they're going to have one chair and an empty one chair. You and I both know, bro. There's no room. 
before no. you were squeezed in and you were touching people. Like yes. you, were, you were shoulder to shoulder before. Those tables are small. Even now, with a one chair difference, Cam, that's nothing. You're going to have some fat guy from Wisconsin breathing on you, bro. It's not going to work. I agree with you. I think two people's even, you know, for bigger three people. Three chairs. Also. It should be one guy, three chairs, like three people at the table, Cam. One guy near the dealer, one guy at the edge, and one guy on the other side. You know what I mean? Also, it's a social sport, right? Because, you know, hey, we're all on a roll. The dealer budget. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. That's going to be a great experience. Everyone's going to be like, what'd you say? Hold, yeah, stand. Right. Oh, I know. What, what? Yeah. Take the card on the 16. You know it, Ken. <laughs> Guys are going to be like, oh, I'm going to get mad. They're going to take their mouth thing down. Security's going to come up. Hey, hey, mask, mask, right? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Like, it's a Ken. How do you drink? You don't. So no, you drink, what, mask down, quick sip? Yeah. I guess, you know what you gotta do? You put a little hole in the mask for a straw. <laughs> I hate to say it, but this is a bad idea all around. Uh, you think People germs are gonna- talking about it already. You gotta drink beer with a straw now. Come on. No glass, cause you don't wanna touch the glass, your mouth. So now everything, yeah, there was literally, they said beer, I swear to God, Ken. They said beer in a straw. This is what, yeah, through your mask. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.